ignored all the warnings. Forgot the lessons. We abused our power. We played with genetics like, uh, like it was a toy. We weren't careful. And now, ah, uh, here we are. This is a very different world. Extended preview only on F9 and IMAX. Welcome, everyone, to the Jurassic Podcast. My name is Albert, and we are a certain number of days away from Jurassic Dominion, or rather, Jurassic World Dominion. My goodness. I have been, I'll explain the dropping of the world just then. I have been completely immersed in not just, you know, obviously my hype and gratitude for um, Jurassic World Dominion, but also thinking about what other permutations of Jurassic await us in the future. And that's why I named the podcast the Jurassic Podcast, because I wanted to cover park, I wanted to cover the world, and then whatever other, possibly, um, a third trilogy that will have its own separate moniker, um, which would be beautiful. And I think that just in naming it just the Jurassic, first of all, Jurassic Park has um, claimed that name. <laughs> you know, I do the Elden Ring podcast as well. And I, if, I, if you think about it, so before Elden Ring was announced, the word Elden was just sort of sitting there doing its thing. And then when Miyazaki came along and said, okay, this is my word. And George R. R. Martin said, okay. And now any time from here on, whenever you type Elden, it won't just come up with a Wikipedia definition. It just comes up immediately with autofill Elden Ring. And um, as uh, Clayton Fioriti, who we hope to have on the show at some point um, to discuss his channel and his extremely um, worthwhile and uh, prolific work, high quality work that he does over on his channel. Um, as he was conversing with a paleontologist, actually, uh, this paleontologist mentioned that Jurassic um, has um, inherited the responsibility of educators, not just entertainers, and with Dominion, we are really, really looking at that, aren't we? We are looking at um, feathered, accurate dinosaurs, at least in this prologue, which we have been seeing some teasers for. Um, so I am, <laughs> so I am, um, I'm extremely excited. And, and you see, you can probably hear sometimes when I, I dip into that speechlessness, it is because, folks, it is real. It's happening. Um, Jurassic World Evolution 2, which looks to be incredible. I, I was heavily manifesting, I will say, heavily manifesting a Jurassic RPG 
um, which is, it's right there. The idea absolutely assembles itself either a mixture of, basically there are two ideas. One is Jurassic isolation, essentially, where you are, it's Jurassic, um, Jurassic's version of alien isolation with a raptor. Simple as that. Uh, one raptor, I'm not kidding. Um, that's all it is. Uh, obviously you can bring other raptors in, um, but it's almost all it would take really um, because of how terrifying they are as, as pack hunters. So that one, and then the open world, you know, the Chris Pratt, we, we, we were looking at um, this third person a title being created. <laughs> and, and yeah, like there was a lot of excitement around that. Obviously when it was canceled, there was lots of disappointment. And for me, certainly a lot of disappointment with that as well. But no matter, folks, because with these sorts of ideas, I actually said this recently with um, uh, Legacy of Kane, which I also host. Uh, folks, don't worry. Like, it's going to happen. <laughs> all right? So, like, do not worry. Like, do not worry at all. I'm, I'm very, very stoked. And um, I don't know if we're going to build up towards uh, something like a Jurassic Day uh, or a Jurassic Con of some kind. Jurassic Con definitely sort of rolls off the tongue. Um, but in many ways, like I have here the tagline, so their dominion begins. And in many ways, even though something is ending, this is Joseph Campbell, he talks about this, is, uh, or alludes to this rather, is that when a journey ends, another begins. And I am equally as excited for the ending of the Jurassic World trilogy as I am for the beginning of what I will be calling, I suppose, the extended Jurassic saga. Um, the Jurassic Path is, is one thing you could call Jurassic Path, there you go. Let's just prospectively call that, um, which is going to be 1,000% manifesting in it. And for me, it is a 100% guarantee. A series, folks. Okay, so Battle of Big Rock proved that with... And by the way, Jurassic thrives on the... Ironically, thrives on the absence of dinosaurs, as exemplified in the first um, film. So you take that first film, folks... And you look at the, the screen time of dinosaurs, very minimal. And obviously, zombie effects are easy to achieve, unless CG, because there's, it's just a person, you know, with a bit of makeup and a bit of CGI removal of certain aspects. But with dinosaurs, um, take that first film uh, and then make it, you know, turn it into maybe something like a 45 to 50 minute experience. Do some, yeah, at, like literally take Jurassic Park 1993 as a template. And, you know, each episode would be like that. There would be such a gentle, subtle inclusion of these creatures. And I hope that Dominion is actually opening the door to that, right? Um, I love that Jaffa and Silver uh, were involved because they're, they're across the, um, the planet of the apes. Um, or rather, as I call it, the apes saga. And we have the apes podcast too. And their real world integration in... Jurassic in um, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes is exemplary and also should be seen as a template as well. So we'll do a little check here actually. So days to June 10, which should just immediately snap me to. There you go. Okay. June 10, obviously, I have to put 2022. Right. Right. So 357 days. Okay. So 20 days after when I first posted the countdown, and we'll, we'll be put. As as we put this up on the on the show, sorry on the on the channel, um, I'll uh, you know I'll be adding some uh, effects and, uh, and definitely adding a new countdown. So approaching the um, 350 day mark, 
exciting. <laughs> Less than a year, you know what I mean? Um, a, a truly special time, indeed, definitely. And yeah, the beaming just kind of returns to me. But anyway, so if you go to the Instagram, so the Jurassic Podcast, is that's the username, got 31 views. Uh, it is in five days, the dream will finally come true. Since 2015, we have all been daydreaming of this, folks. Here is some background for those who are not familiar. New images and video surfaces from the cancelled Jurassic World game, November 9, 2015. New information and assets has finally been found for the cancelled Jurassic World game. The title would have used the Unreal Engine 4. The new game will use Unreal Engine 5, which has been demonstrated by Epic Games with their beautiful demos with, uh, you know, you can see them, the essentially photoreal. You know, we, we've really achieved that, folks. And who knows, this is such a young medium, but we'll, we'll see in the next five years when this game will definitely be announced for sure. There is a lot of information at the link worth checking out. It's sad to see that this was cancelled, but it sounds like Universal is still interested in getting a Jurassic World game out there. So hopefully we'll see something soon. In June of 2015, five, six whole years ago, a rumor surfaced that Cryptic Studios, Seattle, would be closing. By the way, brackets, I'm putting out feelers for um, the ability to speak to someone from Cryptic. Um, we're going to get the Death Grounds po folks there on the show as well about their um, about their game, which is Jurassic Isol multiplayer Jurassic Isolation in some ways. Um, and that'll be nice to get some more details on this on this title, you know. Uh, yes, yeah, so Cryptic Studios closing, uh, and that they would be working on an open world Jurassic World video game. Unfortunately, it was Jurassic Open World right there. Come on. Um, it's meant to be. Uh, unfortunately, it was confirmed shortly after that the studio had shut down. While the Jurassic game evidence was always fleeting, there was enough to logically logically conclude that the rumor was true. The original information, uh, which came from Reddit, described the game as such. I got to see some screenshots of Cryptic Studios' newest game, which was based on Jurassic World. It was a third-person game where the player controlled Chris Pratt's character. And when you look at that gif which I've posted, it just makes you just hyped. Oh wow, they got the licensed appearance of Chris Pratt, the, a perfect Jurassic World, sorry, Jurassic Park 1 raptor, like that grey-brown, which is just my raptor. When you look at those two GIFs, you, you immediately think of the, and I'm going to stand up now because the hype is too real, the Sega game, folks. Exactly, so yeah, the, the hype. With, as I, was, I have so many strong memories, in fact, we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to that game, the Sega game, that... You know, it actually used to scare me, just that opening screen. There were so many... In that first Jurassic Park, there were just so many dark, like, visuals. Like, there was the, the pitch black and red, you know, all these na all these colors which in nature you see serpents and and so forth with, um, uh, you know, that kind of... It would be the black and red or the black and yellow. So these are all poisonous, scary colors in, in, the, in the, the natural world in the animal kingdom which signify danger and like stay away kind of thing and so that actually operated on a subconscious level with the marketing of the film and the presentation and even in the film itself there's lots of pitch blacks and yellows and, and reds to just say stay away and it's just honestly to its great effect and I think the reason why and I'm going to get to it um, I might even call this episode My Raptor Nightmare because I'm going to be t speaking now about the Velociraptor Nightmare I had last night which is a symptom it's not just oh look let me just tell you about my nightmare it's about what it means and for me the perfect um timeless um, magic of, of jurassic is is 
this balance between terror and wonder. Um, and for me, for me, something very just universal just applies. Uh, pun universal applies to the entire dress experience, which is you want to be scared. It's you want to be extremely scared, but you don't want to be overwhelmed. Um, you want to be brought to the point of, as I would call it in the Ellie scene, for me, the height of tension. And across all soon to be six films, we'll see if the sixth film brings something. I, I'll get to my nightmare very soon, uh, which has a, a sequence that I believe if they were to you know, portray something even along these lines, it would really rival the Ellie being hunted in the Jurassic Park uh, 1993 in the jungle. It would really rival that in terms of tension, in terms of the perfect placement of that sequence within the story, which is in leading up to the story, you hear about these creatures being so lethal, so dangerous, and sort of, you know, they're like their myth and their, um, their danger and their threat precedes them in the narrative, in, in the dialogue. And so then by the time they break out, at that point, the whole audience, like their heart is in their throats, up into, up into their mouths, like they're, they are really, really scared. And they, they've, especially since they've seen already Muldoon and Ellie have their lives threatened once. So they're, they're already on edge caring about these characters who they've now connected with. And they've seen, you know, Muldoon um, uh, seeing some heroic moments from him of going out and that responsibility that he takes on and that fearlessness that he shows. Um, frankly, I'm just going to put it now, Jurassic, oh my god, my heart, <laughs> Jurassic Park Muldoon, there would be hype across the internet. Boy, Jurassic Park Muldoon, and this is a story of, a, it's a prequel of Muldoon uh, experiencing a very dangerous time in the prequel, in the, in the, in the lead-up to the Jurassic World original title. Now, you would obviously have to mitigate that idea of, you know, this, this you know, the idea of the removal of tension because, you know, the character survives. I think there's a way of mitigating that. And you just immediately, what your template is for that is Jurassic, sorry, Alien Isolation for that. So in some ways, you get the sense, I don't know if actually, does Am, I'll have to see if Amanda Ripley, you know, spoilers, dies in, um, Potential spoilers actually dies in, in isolation, but no, she doesn't actually. Frankly, excuse me, sorry, yes, I, that's why I was like, where did that come from for me to mention Amanda? Of course, because in the confirmed to be canon deleted scenes of Aliens, Amanda reaches a ripe old age, you know? So you're going into isolation knowing that you'll survive. And so you'd be going into Jurassic Park Muldoon, third person. Third slash first person, I reckon, would be great. If they were to do it, if they were to get their Bethesda on and make it extremely ambitious and just say, look, you know, and hypothetic E3 presentation opens. Who didn't look at this moment back then and think with his hat, with his shotgun, with his heroism, that we wouldn't want to play as Muldoon and then with full, full approval from the um, uh, Peck estate? As well, Peck, you know, extremely talented actor, played this um, amazing character, right? So, so yeah, that's 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 something that I now simply cannot get out of my head. I'm going to be pitching this later to Reddit. So that's the wonderful thing about the podcast is that you go into these, and I, as I record, this will be about um, 293 of the main show, 
uh, episode. Uh, and then this is, I think it's the first full-fledged episode of the Jurassic Podcast. So in the description, you'll see who I am. <laughs> if you wanted to know super quickly, I'm, a, I'm an Australian artist. My name is Albert Kessa. I have three outlets of creativity. Number one is the art that I make. Uh, the patterns and such that you can find on the merch and it's this stream of consciousness um pattern creation which is like cathartic for me and it is this uh depiction of as is now related to the second pillar which is the storytelling for me is it's the quantum myth that i write so the patterns in the quantum myth are tied together and in the quantum myth there's this thing called the ever shaping and then you know, you take these captures of the ever shaping and boom, that's my abstract patterns right there. Uh, real talk, <laughs> they're all inspired by, you know, if you know Legacy of Cain and Oddworld and Darth Maul's tattoos, you shove those all together and then ex add like this person who, um, you know, has experienced, you know, Mastodon and Tool and, and, and uh, all kinds of, you know, omnidirectional like life philosophies and all that and then infuse the meaning of that into them. And then boom. You know, I guess this, I guess this counts as like a little mid-episode segment about hi, how you doing? Show is presented to you by me, I suppose. Uh, and then the third pillar is is the podcast network, which you're listening to now. So, I suppose without further ado, back to the show. <laughs> anyway, Jurassic Park Muldoon, and I just had another idea. Here you go, Jurassic World Muldoon, if you want. And that's like you immediately ask, so why world? It's a world Muldoon's child, Muldoon's brother Muldoon's son you know there would be something there which you could do just to maybe if you wanted to bring that into the into the you know um yeah Jurassic World Muldoon and you boom it's it's into the main world it's into the timeline of Jurassic Dominion a Jurassic World Dominion I'm struggling now do I call this episode my raptor nightmare or do I call it Jurassic World Muldoon uh, I'll figure it out like the hype is real for this and I'll be developing some graphics for that folks like it is the Occam's razor, let's do this, like the most obvious thing, if you've heard of the Occam's philosophy, which is, it immediately snapped to the most obvious. That's what the principle of, of Occam's is. And the most obvious, obviously you would say Alan Grant. Sure, you could do Alan Grant, but that name, it carries, I mean, I remember seeing the name Muldoon, and it just has, there's a timber to it, there's a there's a sound and a, and a, a cadence to it which just fits like Jurassic Park Muldoon, there you go. It's officially my pitch, I suppose, that this episode has turned into, so there you go. But I will, just so I've included it, because this was the impetus for recording, and I want to honor that. Here we go, folks. All right. So I don't know if you um, have ever had... Um, yeah, so, yeah, if you've ever had... Oh, it was, it was removed. That's a bit sad. Okay, so I need to re quickly, really, very quickly resubmit uh, because I did include a URL short. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I think um, Reddit is cracking down on um, URL shorts, which is totally fine. That is their prerogative. Okay. Let's do this first. All right, two. And two and one. Right. Now, I just want to, yeah, give a little preamble. So I don't know... It's not even a question, actually, probably. Uh, I am certain all of you listening to this who were you know, prompted by, I don't know, algorithm, whatever, you came across the show, click through, click through to it to, um, you know, click through to it from Reddit, you know, for example. Um, you've had, you have absolutely had a Jurassic, <laughs> a Jurassic nightmare. I've had many. Um, and for some people, it's the T-Rex, you know, <laughs> right? Like, Believe me, like, that's, that's, I mean, I, I remember from one, one of my nightmares was like, just a tree or like, someone was like, 
hanging out there, they're washing. And this is going to get into the Jurassic um, World Dominion talk. Hanging out there washing on a balcony. And this, I think, was still in the resort in my dream. This was in the lead up to Jurassic World. Um, and just that pure terror of like, oh wow, this enormous, you know, the, a T-Rex's head is like is the size of like a minivan or, or even bigger. It's huge and it's terrifying. And it's suddenly there, covered in scales, giant teeth, giant tongue, and you're just like fucking petrified, giant eyes. And who wouldn't be, and then boom, plucked off of the uh, balcony and then you're gone. And it's terrifying because not only, it's not a, it's not tidy. That's the thing. One of the terrors for me and I've just gotten into a little bit more of the uh, Attack on Titan is, is you know, they'll just, like, they won't fully devour you. It is it is a chomp. Like, you do get bifurcated. Like, you get chopped in half. And so part of you is still alive inside that half of the T-Rex's mouth. And not for long. Obviously, you die from shock and blood loss and everything. But if you were tenacious enough or whatever, you're, like, willed to live or whatever, like, you're potentially alive in that stomach. It's just fucked up, you know what I mean? So... But anyway, um, and then with raptors, you have the disembowelment thing, but anyway, so here we go. My, the loss, my first, rather, okay, here we go. First, the loss, raptor, in years, brackets, and why, that's a good thing. Comma, thanks to Jurassic World. No worries. All right, let's submit that. The Mesoraptor nightmares. Right, rather frequent as a charm. Here we go. All right, let's get it. Let's do this, folks. Oh, and we have to add the flare, of course. By the way, head over to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Jurassic Park, and that's that's your main place right there. So shout out to also to fellow um, Jurassic Podcasts out there. They have the Jurassic Outpost, right? Um, and then obviously the Jurassic Park Podcast. Shout out to you, legend, you know. I'm your host, Brad Jost, kindred, absolutely kindred. Radio. Um, all right, we'll get it up now. And thank you for your patience, folks, because I know, you know, time's a thing, and uh, but it is important to... Oh, does, did that get auto removed as well? Why? Uh, no, there's no URL shortener in that one. Oh my, folks, this is crazy. Okay, in that case, I, I might just maybe repost it later because I, I care about you guys' time. Um, did I just receive a DM about that? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh my god, it's like <laughs> your submission was automatically removed because you. By the way, um, if you're listening, anyone from the Reddit. Um, the Reddit team on Jurassic Park. Um, I think I speak for the whole community, like literally from Love and Light, that the policies on hosting um, is is it's. I think it's very. It really detracts a lot of participation because of the very very strict rules around like inclusion of images. Um, I don't know what that was motivated by. At some point, a lot of other subreddits like don't have that at all. So yeah, I kind of. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Yeah, no bueno. So, sending you good vibes, but I just want to respectfully... Yeah. Here we go. Okay. One last time, all right, people? My first Jurassic Park. My, my first Velociraptor. Velociraptor. In that way, my 
episodes tend to be a bit like Twitch streams, I guess. And just kind of unedited and just flowing in years. Right. Jurassic World Dominion. Alright. Alright, I'm just gonna straight up not include an image, so hopefully that gets rid of anything. Boom. Alright. Please be kind. There's alright, I've scanned it, there are no URL shortness. Boom. We're gonna go flare Jurassic World Dominion. Boom. Please. Just let this okay, your post is live. And has not been removed. Excellent. My Velociraptor Nightmare in my first Velociraptor Nightmare in years and, and what that's a good thing? I, ooh, I'm OCD about stuff, man, so you need to bear with me. Because I, I, I don't like spelling errors and titles. It's yeah. Alright. This is like my fourth fucking time. This, I think it's because I'm rushing a little bit. I just wanna get you guys the content as they say. Great. And this this will take like five seconds. One, two, three, and a four, and a five. Wow. And that's, I mean, hey, it's a testament. You know, if you get through uh, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Jurassic Park's um, posting policies, you do and very much love <laughs> posted it five times this thing. Right. Wrote it upstairs at my work. Uh, there was a bit of a lull in work, so I just wrote this and it had to, like, it, this was this was the time to discuss this, folks. So, my first my first Velociraptor nightmare in years, and why that's a good thing thanks to Jurassic World Dominion. I used to have Velociraptor nightmares rather frequently as a child, and as they continued right up into my 20s, until Jurassic World, when, because they were trained human helping raptors in the story, because they were trained human helping raptors in the story, the nightmares ceased. FYI, I am grateful to Jurassic World for reigniting interest in and love for the Jurassic series. But also ceased because of this with some measure of my excitement for the series. It is still strong, but Jurassic World plus Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom definitely dented it. Dominion, however, is absolutely reigniting it, taking it further than ever before. Because they're getting back to basics with the simple premise of predatory dinosaurs plus human plus subtle tension-building storytelling, better than any gimmicky premises or CGI-filled sequences. Case in point, Dominion is directly responsible for <laughs> um, restarting my <laughs> Raptor Nightmares, right? And I, I want to hear, actually, if people wanted to comment on the Instagram, like, if it has done something similar for you, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's, I want to hear about that, for sure. Okay. Oof. It's because it's because of like I, I'm I'm serious like it really got there it really got to me folks like this the sequences with the the prelude set in the um you know the we're going going back to the actual origins of of the the actual dinosaurs portrayed in the films you know going into the distant past and that same DNA and and that's the thing is is when I would watch like for example the kitchen scene I would think about this dinosaur is not meant to be here. This dinosaur is meant to be out on the fields of Mongolia hunting in a pack many millions of years separated from us, and yet it is here. And so again, in portraying that period, it's a genius move by, Corral by, by Colin Chavara, um, 
because we are going to have that fear in us uh, of we'll be reminded of where these things actually belong and we will it will be that contrast of saying actually no 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 and you see this thing presumably when we're watching this film dominion who knows like a t-rex walking across you know um like billboards and stuff and it's like this is wrong and i remember as you know tim and lex are hiding i'm so scared for them and i just think i keep saying to myself inside like this is wrong i shouldn't be hearing these sounds i shouldn't be seeing this sight not from like a this is a terrifying alien kind of thing but it's like this was real and that's what also ratchets up the the really palpable fear for me with jurassic it is those things existed right and so it just eliminates that little bit of you know, imagination, suspension of disbelief. It's like you don't have to actually, there's an extra dude with, with only Jurassic, not with Star Wars, with any other properties that are based fully in that fantasy realm. Like uh, Harry Potter, for example. And no part of you looks at a Dementor and says, oh, I have to be, you know, those used to be around. It's like, no, these things were like these, and actually at six foot tall, you know, that could look you in the eye. You know, Dan and I, because obviously if we're talking, you know, taxonomically correct but you know as we know the meta commentary of jurassic is that these creatures are not dinosaurs they are theme park monsters and yet they are animals as well and interestingly you know and that's why you know there's a beautiful dance between that and you know jurassic world fallen kingdom had had some interesting plays on that trope with the interactor but by and large I, I i would say love and light to the people who made that film but it's just because you just don't need something like the Indoraptor. I mean, I, 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 what I applaud is the, the, the gusto to just completely turn, like, yeah, it's almost like when you're iterating and someone throws something on the whiteboard and it's like, combine gothic horror with Jurassic. And I, as I am now, would have like been like, that is so intriguing. Put that in like a painting or something. Put that in a comic or something. But in terms of like an actual, like, like in a film and then to make it like the main premise i i just i wouldn't wouldn't have done that but you know love and life love and life and it did really well which means that dominion is is going to have this um hopefully it'll have this you know i think it will it'll have this thing of you know writing off of obviously you hear that you hear about that financial success you know crossing the billion mark and then we're coming back from covid and being so excited to be in theaters thanks to also shout out to fast night we do the fast saga podcast so that'll be rad to get people in the cinemas and watching that um, preview footage um but then boosted by that, I really believe it could be, fuck it, it will be the most successful Jurassic title. Jurassic World Dominion, folks. It's all, all the stuffs are coming out. And in a beautiful way where it's not about like in that, in that uh, Rise of Skywalker way. And the only reason I bring, bring up Rise of Skywalker is, you know, Colin was tied to it for a while. It was when it was called Duel of the Fates. And I'm certain that as he's making Jurassic World Dominion, he is looking at how that film, it's like, they just really just put, it was like CGI sold everything. It was like that John Tron video, which I, I love John Tron. We do the John Tron podcast too. Um, oh, we just hit a button on our Fitbit. The whole thing was done. That's what he says, you know, like CG, CG. And there's, there's an element, unfortunately, I mean, even the JJ loves, you know, real sets, practical effects as, as the meme goes. Uh, by the end of, of Rise of Skywalker, you, you can't help but, you know, extract the development of that film, which was very rushed from what we saw on the screen. And it's, it makes it, you, I can, I can, I can take it as accepted history of the canon of Star Wars. Sure, as we you know move towards you know Star, Star Wars and Rogue Squadron and Taika and and Feige's film, which I think will be the new trilogy, by the way. Um, 
But as he's developing Jurassic World Dominion, I am certain that he is looking at the reception to both Rise of Skywalker and Fallen Kingdom and just saying, look, let's make it easy on ourselves. In fact, let's do this thing where COVID actually, you know, chastened us as a, as a film crew, really brought us back to that 1993, like really back to basics, like making this tension, you know, a bit of that John, uh, Joe Johnson from, from Jurassic um, uh, from Jurassic Park 3, you know, that, that little flicker of the raptor in the background, you know? Like, that's all it needed to just, you know, instill the horror, instill the fear. And we're, we're still primed for that. It's not it's so funny. The first Jurassic World makes this commentary about how we're, we're done with dinosaurs. Oh, my Lord, no, we're not. Um, it was certainly, again, just like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, an interesting angle to explore. Maybe a comic, you know, this, this idea of the meta commentary of, oh, the bigger beast, more teeth. Look, it's it's comic book. Like like both Jurassic Worlds and the trained raptors, like that also firmly in the sort of Doctor Afra, like chuck it in a comic book. But but for for a main film, like the DNA was laid out. It's so interesting. It's like that's why I want to bring in a little bit of that that uh, analogy here. So we're looking at amber imagery. The yellows are back. The reds are back. The amber color evoking the first film, and we can really see it as you know amber imagery taking that DNA from the first film and then just carrying it into this one. You know what I mean? So that also is very important to kind of sit with. And I, you know, I was vibing things out just now with all of you on the recording and that, that fits perfectly for me and wouldn't have riffed that out if it wasn't for the podcast and, and having you all here to kind of, yeah, as I'm sort of casting out to whoever's listening, you know, riding their bike, mowing their lawn, um, getting in the car, heading to or heading away from work, like sit with that, like vibe with that and uh, think about how what Dominion means in that sense of a return. And the thing about Jurassic is that it is this thing of saying that the past lives on, right? Which is literally dinosaurs live on, live on symbolically. And we're looking at that with Dominion. We're looking at the idea that we didn't have to fuck with it in the first place, you know? Uh, and then potentially by the end of Jurassic World, there will be this cohabitation sentiment where it's done now and there's just this return to this natural flow, this natural pacing of things. So we did go into the unnatural, you know, the lab created, the focus group, you know, made kind of thing. And, you know, the bigger teeth and all that. And and like, it's it's not, like that's not Jurassic. And so I love that there's this naturalization returning and i am getting a lot of the lost world vibes and in fact the raptor in my nightmare which i'm going to get back to lost world all right man i used to get so many fucking nightmares and i love them all of them oh they're back they're back so here we go dominion however is absolutely reigniting my passion for jurassic taking it further than ever before though yeah, taking it further than ever before. So before, because they're getting back to basics with the simple premise of predatory dinosaurs, uh, plus humans, plus subtle tension-building storytelling, uh, and plus it equals better than any gimmicky premises or CGI-filled sequences, you know? So case in point, Dominion is directly responsible for restarting my raptor nightmares. This is a very good thing. Who doesn't like the thrill of being truly terrified before waking up slash coming out of that experience safely? Usually my nightmares would be some variation of being hunted, caught and devoured alive by them in a variety of gruesome ways, but what always made them so memorable is also what made the animals themselves so memorable. The true horror, their true horror, is that this is just their nature, like a cat chasing a mouse. To them, hunting a moving, breathing, sweating thing is just a daily routine, impersonal. 
for the prey. It is the extreme polar opposite, absolute heart-pounding anguish and breathless terror, pleading with the fates to be able to find some place, any place, to hide. Little bracket I'll open here is when I was a kid uh, living here in Canberra, you know, maybe fresh off of watching the VHS with my um, wonderful, uh, he's from the Philippines, great friend, I hope to find him again, William. <laughs> we would watch The Lost World on VHS, and then also, yeah, just even coming further back than that, the Jurassic Park, black, pitch black and red VHS, which terrified me. I actually made my dad uh, annoyed because uh, I said I would want to watch it and then he would rent it and then I would be too scared and he'd get angry at me. <laughs> which, you know, make of that what you will. Uh, personally, I guess good vibes to my dad, I suppose. I wouldn't have gotten angry <laughs> at a kid for being scared, but, um, you know, I guess I guess on that day he was like, oh, you know, went to get the film and then you didn't want to see it and, you know, being annoyed, I suppose. But that's another topic altogether. But anyway... And so I would imagine going around, I think it's West, yeah, it was just Woden Westfield. <laughs> Back then it was Woden Plaza. And I would look at the vents and I would look around and I would look around me and say, where could I fucking, where could I hide? This, I'm not swearing in my mind as a, as a kid, but it's like, where, where can I hide <laughs> in case a raptor just turns around the corner, click, 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 you know? And it would, it would genuinely, genuinely give me like heart palpitations. I'd be like, there's nowhere. And I just have that little moment. And then I'd obviously go and, ahead and have my day another vignette from back then is was when i was sitting in a car and the thing is <laughs> for a kid you know <laughs> this is this is something that uh spielberg you know he doesn't know that i think he actually he definitely knows that he did this so kids here's the thing when you're a young kid parents have to do other things and they often leave you in the car like to just oh all right honey i'll be right back you know here's the air conditioning here's a drink here's a snack i'll be right back honey Mwah. And they go to like buy some stuff, and they leave you in the fuck, and they leave you in the car. And so then, Jurassic World, sorry, Jurassic Park plays on that hardcore. Like you are in the car, you cannot get out, and and especially if it's raining in that damn car, you are. It's just again, as I mentioned, Jurassic Park claimed the word Jurassic. They claimed it, <laughs> and um, and so then also Jurassic claimed the premise of being in the car. It's raining. And the rustling of leaves. And in Australia, guess what? It is a very primordial, ancient place. Like you, you venture a couple, a couple k's outside of any town. It is. It's. It's the Triassic. It's just. It's so primordial with lots of like yeah, dangerous beasties and like just lots of like foliage. And then just you can. It looks like places where dinosaurs would live, frankly. And I and you know growing up in Australia as a, as a dinosaur kid, as they say. Yeah, like it, they, that was amped up. It's different than if I had grown up in, like, I don't know, somewhere non-dinosaur, directly dinosaur conducive, like a, in a big city or something. Then that would have, you know, had a couple of degrees removed, but I just happened to be in dinosaur land, essentially, aesthetically at least. So I was in my car, or in the car, holding out a Jurassic puzzle. It was just a velociraptor, the big one, from Jurassic Park, 1990 four or five this was and I was a kid and, and I and it was like and the thing is another thing that thematically just like how you know if you look at Avatar uh, as soon as you see those forests as soon as you see certain skin tones and, and certain bioluminescence boom you think Avatar Avatar has claimed that unofficially aesthetically so you put those vibes together boom T Tumblr has a lot of fun with this where it's the you know the aesthetics of a certain property or whatever and like with the Wizarding World we're talking fireplaces, we're talking mantelpieces and, uh, you know, medieval castles. They have unofficially claimed those aesthetics. Jurassic unofficially claimed slate, 
concrete um, buildings that resemble bunkers that give the feeling of, okay, this place is getting started up on its feet, just like Jurassic Park was in the 90s. Um, and in Australia, it just so happens. And then in particular in Canberra, like we just have a very brutalist kind of aesthetic kind of thing going on here. And so then, yeah, I'd be, God damn it. It's like, okay, so I have all of these elements like Australia, land of the dinosaurs, fuck it. I am in this car and it is not raining outside, but it is like, there is a bush nearby. There's like straight up some ferns nearby that like resemble very much uh, Isla Nublar ferns. I'm holding this puzzle and I freak out. I'm like, as a like 10 year old or something or whatever, I, I am looking at it. And I just see the outside and I just I automatically because of all these combined factors of being in the car, you know, being alone. And, and it's like, yeah, I just fully freak out. So hence the, you know, the Raptor Nightmare. So a little, little bracket right there. So just to give you a bit more context as we go in. So something um, I had been hoping would happen actually did. And this is directly attributable to Colin's approach with Dominion. Stripped down approach rather. Quite simply, the dream is over. The island is gone. And the nightmare is now very, very real. My Raptor Nightmare last night took place of all places uh, at a densely populated beach. Okay. Whew. Um, yeah, real deal. We, we become like these adults that are like, oh, totally rational and like, it's all a movie and stuff. But it's when you read this stuff, there's some part of you unconsciously that's like, hey, the old fears come back, you know? And, and, and frankly, any premise that can do that is is... Colin, I just want to say love, love and light to you, Jeez, to your whole team for for making that happen. Like, yeah, I'm so, so happy. It's like usually you think, oh, you had a nightmare, aren't you? Like, wow, you're having a very positive reaction to having a nightmare. It's like, yes, I am, because of everything it means. Again, that perfect, perfect blend between horror and terror. So, sorry, terror and wonder, excuse me. Right, so picture a family happily splashing away and a close-up on the mother smiling. And in the background, out of focus, we see in the distance, about 70 meters away, the faint outline of a, the lost world looking raptor leaping up. And folks, I'm going to take a little aside here. You remember when we're watching The Lost World as kids, uh, the, the tall grass, right? Right, yeah, okay, I'm just letting you sit with that, the tall grass, and you are fucking terrified, basically, in that moment, because you can't see them. And then you see them and they're heading towards you, right? And then the leap, this thing leaps out and it is horrifying. It's so huge. It's so overpowering against six, seven foot, you know, and it's, you're gone. Like, and this Fanta, that, that, that particular very, that trademark sort of, you know, 10 meter leap, maybe seven meters up in the air, 10 across, seven up in the air that arc of doom like you are just gone if that thing lands on you and it will because it is a a honed multi-million year old um dinosaur you know 65 million year old refined evolved organism you know Oof. okay so yeah there you go Bob. so I'll, I'll continue yeah picture a family happily splashing away a close-up on the smiling mother okay. and in the background out of focus we see in the distance, about 70 meters away, the faint outline of the lost world looking raptor leap up and land on a man who begins to shriek horribly. As his insides are torn out and devoured on the spot, the mother wheels around, tearing, terror feeling her eyes. And we begin following her and her children. Her three children. I'm just upgrading it as, as we go along, folks. 
as they make their way away from the scene. So um, I don't know how many of you like went to see the film with your parents, but um, frankly, like, like, I mean, you know, Ellen Grant, like he, he, he uh, introduces that idea of, um, yeah, of, of like, okay, so the parents there to protect you, you know, and that's, that's fair enough. And, you know, Spielbergian, you know, the parent that will protect you. But with this, I have an idea coming up. So I hope, I, wanna hear, I wanna definitely want to hear from some of you what you think. So here we go. Okay. Yeah, making way for the scene. So this is a but, but as she makes their way, and this is, we're following this one family. So as we, as it's, you know, this pack, that's what it is, folks. This is a large roving pack. It's not just one individual. 20 to 25 raptors moving across land stealthily, working in unison. In the dream, I saw a raptor effortlessly running across the top of a fence-like structure. Picture a one-foot-wide wall, crouching deep with its torso way past its legs, ready to spring, and leaping onto the ground, blocking their helpless prey's way. For them, it's all over. You're right. Picture the camera going in and out of buildings all in one single shot. And picture as sacrilegious as this may sound, for one of the kids, maybe the 15-year-old, deciding to run off from mom and his sister, sacrificing himself so that his family can get away. His fate left somewhat ambiguous. If Colin were to do something, if Colin does something like this, a single, uninterrupted shot of a single human being, mercilessly, mercilessly and impersonally hunted by a single raptor in a densely populated area, right? That's honestly all you need to do, okay? To create one of the whole Jurassic Saga's most intense scenes, you know. Oh, and, and thing is, even the reason why it's getting to me, folks, is like even just reading this. Even I just read the idea. I'm just thinking about it, and, and I can't help but visualize it so strongly because again, this thing that I felt, I really felt, was drifting from me. This fear, you know, it's coming back. That's beautiful. I honestly thought that that would never happen, you know. Uh, a young kid in particular, you know. Right. So as you can tell, it's the, it's the trifecta. So you have the anchor, you have the uh, Instagram, and then you have the Reddit. It's all of these are just interfacing with each other. And as I'm going through, I just want to make the very best content for all, for myself and for all of you. I wanted to upgrade this as I went. So there you go. So what do you think? What dinosaurs among us uh, slash on the mainland sequences are you hoping to see in Jurassic World Dominion? What are your... <laughs> what are your dinosaur... Nightmares. Here we go. Excellent. So there you go, folks. And I, I really that that was yeah. I want that to be the basis for. Um, okay, did, was that removed? No, no. Certainly, I don't think it was removed. I think we're good. I don't know. Sometimes Reddit, you know. But I'm sure you don't want to hear too much more about Reddit. But yeah, let it let it be known that if you are someone who is on um, Reddit and and wondering about that. Um, those policies like yeah just maybe just ease up a little bit on the on those but anyway you know. today we covered so much folks um the upcoming dominion the absolutely upcoming series all right the jurassic path if you want to call it that i think i'll workshop that more come up with something else and when i develop some graphics okay um the open world tyler and then jurassic world will do so I was entertaining the idea of the all-in-one, um, but no, I think the open world is going to be a separate thing, and then you have this 
closer in, you know, third slash first. Both of them, I believe, third slash first, because I just want to be able to, to do both. Um, you look at you're looking at dead space as well for inspiration for that third person aspect of this. Um, so yeah, okay. So I hope that that sort of laid a few things out. Um, we're coming to the last ten minutes of the show, so I, I think I will give you a little bit of a preview of what's to come. Uh, on the th on the um, so this debuts. It's the beginning of this uh, road to dominion. Hashtag road to dominion. Uh, next month, uh, the cadence obviously will be determined by just. I've got some co-hosts uh, that I'll be reaching out to, and there's going to be a monthly cadence until things start to ramp up. And we are going to be doing commentaries of the films. We're going to be doing commentaries of some of the, for example, the um, Jurassic World footage that ended up um, being test footage. But you, you, as soon as I saw that in 2013, the again that that terror did. I did have that sort of that sort of. Uh, pulse of oh, the return of that childhood terror of, you know, I guess that beach imagery may have subconsciously fi figured its way into my dream, because um, beaches seem so innocent, you know, it's such an innocent place for such a horrible thing to happen um, and so then that plays really, and like I can just hear people saying oh, the beach sequence from Jurassic World Dominion, you know how people coming out of the theatres in you know um, of, of Jurassic Park in 1993, I'm sure you heard some people being, oh, the kitchen sequence, and then so then the kitchen sequences, uh, reputation precedes it, just like in the film itself, metatastically, um, the um, the Jurassic, sorry, the uh, the raptor scene, the, the kitchen scene precedes, you know, the, the reputation of that scene precedes them for sure. So, but to fully tie this off, look, obviously, terror and wonder is, is the mixture for me more onto the terror side because I just think. Take care of the terror. The wonder does it itself. Like there you go, focus on the terror, and then, <laughs> then the wonder becomes the reprieve from the baseline. The default should be absolute terror for, for Jurassic World. So, um, and not action. I mean, action is just so not no. <laughs> like action doesn't belong. Like action is such a, a tangential byproduct. Uh, and in fact, all of Jurassic Park's, um, you know, the 1993 film, those action scenes are very tied in with the terror, tied in with the fear. Uh, there's nothing too um, grandiose and, and you know I know that Colin said us oh, bashing dinosaur toys together but no just love and light to him but no and I think him going into horror in his own way with, with Dominion will be very 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 good and I think not just because I'm like oh look at me I'm, I'm not letting the, um, the thing evolve and you know evol evolution is important but it is about learning from the past and then iterating like there's so much to be done within that horror formula and there's nothing wrong with that you can go into entire endlessly entire worlds and stories and everything within the actual formula of this thing and people respond to consistency um, and, and and innovation comes into that but for example look at Star Wars and then going into The Empire Strikes Back perfect innovated but was consistent as well so and logically didn't feel like it was written it just felt like natural to the characters so but tying things off folks I want to share another little um, vignette for me is uh, so I was a kid <laughs> in in the early 90s on the Oval in Yarralama Primary School here in Canberra and um, what I thought was my little it was one of the uh, toys from the films and it's um, not a Velociraptor I used, to, I used to think it was it's one of those sort of bendy little ones and I'll put the, an image or something on the Instagram soon but you go if I just go vintage Jurassic Park toys and I'll just go flexible dinosaur there you go so I'll find it. I'm sure I'll find it like super quickly. 
Google Google's getting really really good with that. Yes. So um, it, yeah, it's it's sort of the um, if you remember the sort of package one. So it is the Coelho physis that was the one. I used to have a Coelho physis. Uh, I think I may have been naughty, and I think a friend had it, and then I think he lent it to me. And I think I kept it, and then gave it back to him potentially. But um, but no, I, I loved it, and I thought it was a Velociraptor at the time because I was a kid. I was a kid, so you know they're still learning things, and uh, and and just yeah, being on the oval, and, and then what I heard was it's very similar. I had two very parallel experiences with Jurassic and um, uh, and Star Wars. So on the oval, on this, you know, the oval that's got this myth to it or whatever, but like this beloved place in my in my heart, which is uh, I, I heard two things on the oval. I heard um, uh, from my friend, they were talking about having seen it. I hadn't seen it yet. And I heard the line, when you got to go, you got to go. And, you know, as kids, you know, often, I don't know if it's because our bladder is so smaller or something, but we have to pee a lot or whatever. I, I suppose that's like a thing. It's like, oh, you know, teacher, whatever. And so then you got to go, you got to go. It's like that's tied into my childhood experience. Uh, and so then that weirdly precedes me watching it. And then when I watch it, I just, I get another thing, which the scene will precede it. It's like, again, coming out of that 1993 theater, you'll hear people say, oh, the, to- oh, the toilet scene, ooh, the kitchen scene, you know. Right, and um, and I want that to happen for Dominion too. I want people to say, "Oh, the beach scene, oh, the hospital scene," you know, uh, "Oh, the um, the roof scene." And I just want to, yeah, like really get people being like, "Oh, indelible, indelible in people's minds," and then causing many beautiful, like delightedly terrified uh, nightmares. As I, I mean, they were very distressing in the past, but now it's 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 all good. And I, I think there's a a good, I mean, my fiance Ray, she was like, "Yeah, this is way too fucking scary." I'm like, understood, and so she has stepped away from watching them because I did show her that first one. She she agrees that it was it was well paced, but uh, it's a horror movie to her, and, and it is. People, Jurassic is a horror. It's a horror series. So again, I'll, and I obviously wouldn't um, finish tie off the first episode of the Jurassic podcast without mentioning Camp Cretaceous. Love and like to people who enjoy it. Love very similar to why I appreciate Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is that they are introducing it to certain audiences but it's just again love and light not my thing so dominion is, is i'm appending some hopes to that and it'll be what it'll be but uh, my manifestation is that and what i love is is there's a theme in jurassic of like inevitability you know uh of of having made this decision okay so you're doing this and we will come back to this horror uh as this thing which like again the most indelible stories for us are the ghost stories the, the ones that really really frighten us that those stories stay with us the most and that's why the kids you know they lean forward i'm leaning forward right now as i tell this you know like those are the stories that stay with us and i think returning to horror is is just going to be this guiding this guiding star or whatever this true north of jurassic going forward so um so yeah camp cretaceous love and light to people enjoy it totally fine um jurassic dominion folks and that is where yes something will end but also something will begin as well so folks thank you for joining me for the first episode of the jurassic podcast let's go we've got yeah a couple of days <laughs> until um the uh release of i'm gonna put out the second one fairly soon in the next month because i want to start bringing in people with uh building up towards this the road you know the road to dominion um i hope you had a good time uh you know and please do submit your jurassic nightmares um either to i uh, the reddit you can see me there albert kessa official on the reddit or to the various places we occupy on the web 
as the Jurassic Podcast. So have a wonderful rest of your day. And if it's you listening on the weekend, have a great weekend too. And until next time, bye for now.